From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict episode 208. Today's show is brought to you by Pen Chalet and Squarespace. My name is Mike Hurley, and I'm joined by the one and only Mr. Brad Dowdy. What's up, Michael? Nothing, my friend. It's a good day today, getting ready to uh, go to San Francisco later in the week for WWDC. Nice. So I've got a lot going on, nice. but uh, I'm excited. And we've got a good show today. Yeah. Yeah, we do have a good show today. We have another another countryman of yours, Mr. Adam Blaine from the Desk of Adam. How are you, Adam? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Good, good. Welcome, welcome aboard. I'm excited to get you on. I've uh, talked you. to you online for a couple years now and followed the Desk of yeah. Adam. So we're gonna find out all about that today. <laughs> okay. Dokes. I don't know. I hope you're ready. I hope you're ready for us. I hope you're at least ready for Mike. He's kind of he's kind of rude sometimes. So yeah. we'll have to bring him in. <laughs> I'm kind of terrible. I'm sure it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. But what one thing before before we go, Mike, you're heading to WWDC next week. Yep. Um, and you will have a special package that is being hand delivered to you uh, next week. So I will leave it at that. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? What have you done? That's all. All you need to know. It's nothing I need to. You'll you'll probably know everything in in the, right. in the envelope uh, when right. it, when it arrives. But uh, just just be forewarned that uh, you will be having uh, um, something little special for you. Okay. It's plus it saves me shipping. You guys, you and Adam are so far away. Man, that shipping will get us. And then you have to pay customs on top of it. So y'all system is bonkers. Oh, I am mm-hmm. aware of it. Yeah. yeah, customs fees are the bane of my existence. Yeah, I, I hate that. You know, we talk about it. We curse about that all the time. And I, I actually feel bad when I send stuff over there. Then people have to pay extra. It's just like, oh, it's just a brutal, brutal, brutal system. But that's OK. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about all the good stuff that uh, that the Brits have going on. So, Adam, I want to start at the very beginning. How did how did this okay. uh, how did the desk of Adam start? Well, it, well it's, a, it's a long story. Um, but the short version is, um, I used to post on Instagram about like paper planners, um, cause there's a huge community online for like file effects. Um, and I got into that at some point in the last few years. And then that slowly expanded into just looking at stationery on Instagram. Um, and then one day I came across the pen edit podcast randomly. I can't remember how it just popped up um, and I started listening and then that kind of opened me into the world of like the fountain pen communities and the pen communities online as well. And then I started a Squarespace trial from the uh, the podcast yes, just to play around with it and, li- <laughs> and see what it was all about. Um, I mainly did it just to play with the trial and just to mess about with all the like the features and stuff. Um, and I was like, this looks cool. Let's just stick with it and try it. And it's just been the desk of Adam since. So have you always like shared things online before, like saying, hey, I'm going to write this stationary blog now. I'm going to put put all this stuff out there and do reviews and talk about the things I like. Did you have any kind of uh, were you online sharing things, you know, otherwise before? Did you have any like earlier blogs or is this kind of like the first foray into it? No, this was the first thing that I tried uh, with a blog Mm. with writing. Um, I never really enjoyed writing from school. Um, they always tried to teach me how to like to write in their style. Mm-hmm. So I never mm-hmm. really enjoyed writing at all um, until I started writing The Desk of Adam. And it kind of, I kind of taught myself how to write again and have a, a writing style. Um, 
and then I just carried on with it. It stuck, and I still enjoy it a couple years on. Considering you hadn't done anything like this before, why do you think this specific topic stuck with you? You know, where in a way that maybe you hadn't anticipated. Mm-hmm. Well, I've always been in, in love with stationery <laughs> um, since a very young age. Um, and I kind of lost that after leaving school because I just didn't have a use for it. So I didn't, you know, look into using awesome stationery. Um, and then having a blog about stationery was perfect because it gave me an excuse to use everything um, <laughs> and get more and try out some awesome things. And then the community online, the stationery community in particular, is just really, really awesome and supportive. Um, so I kind of stuck with that. Now, I noticed like the name you if you dig back a little bit in like, uh, you know, some of your your first posts or some of your, mm-hmm. you know, initial feeds and stuff, your name was Adams Philo. So like the Philo yeah. facts continues to blow my mind. I have never used one, but that community is massive. And that's obviously what you what kind yeah, of drug you in. That was kind of like the yeah. the entry point for you. Right. So like what's the deal about with Philo faxes and you know how it, it it just seems really really much more ingrained in um in the UK than in the US yeah. like people coming up through school just like live for their file faxes it seems like all the uh the Brits I talk to really just are knee deep into file fax at least to begin with yeah well in school we was always given um paper planners to track everything um and it kind of stemmed from that i always used some sort of paper planner um I just couldn't put everything on tech. I always had to have something that I could write everything down in. Mm. Um, and then when I just came across on Instagram, people posting their file effects, I thought this looks cool. Let's join in with that. So I started with Adam's Philo because it was just an Instagram for me to post about a file effects, which when you actually think about it on the, on the surface, just is the geekiest thing to do. Having it <laughs> right. just for a file effects. Um, and then I discovered all the other communities just off of Instagram um, about a file effects. There's huge groups on Facebook. Um, people were doing videos on YouTube. So I thought I'd join in with that. Um, I carried the name across Adam's file onto YouTube as well. And then it just slowly expanded when I started the blog. And I wanted to include more general stationery instead of just uh, a file effects. So I kind of ditched the name uh, Adam's Philo a while back and just kept posting on the desk of Adam. Yeah. I, Mike, you used the file right? When I asked you this before, you said you did use it when you were a student. Well, see, this is the thing, right? If you are in the UK and you like stationery, you will mm-hmm. have had a history with file right, right. I I don't know why, like, but there are a really big brand here for that yeah. stuff, right? Like, it feels like anybody that, is interested in this type of thing will end up get down the file facts rabbit hole and i think partly is because as kids as i mentioned when we had uh, tessa on that they have um the kids versions so like it's embedded in us from a young age right that like this Mm -hmm. is a thing that you should do this is a thing that you'll enjoy yeah so that was never a part of our schooling growing up (coughs) you know i if i wanted a planner um, you know, it would just be something I would pick up on my own when I was at the office supply store buying, you know, my school supply list. If I wanted a planner, it was either um Daytimer was popular, um, a little bit of Franklin Covey, 
uh, but that's it. But Daytimer and Dayrunner, they're all similar type of systems, but Filofax, it just seems to be like it, it's it's the generic name now, right? You know, it's the yeah. it's the Kleenex, Kleenex or Xerox, you know, it's Filofax. It's just the, the thing. And I'm starting to see it's always been a huge community, but I'm seeing it pop up even more and more now. And a lot more retailers are carrying like the Filofax, you know, whole setup because it's a it's like a knee deep thing, right? It's a huge depth of a system, right? It's not just a it's not a notebook mm-hmm. cover, right? It's a whole deal. Yeah, yeah, I mean, at its core, it's like a fancy diary. Um, but you yeah. can the, the what makes it a system is all the additions that they sell for it. It's kind of a, a very basic level reminds me of the Hobonichi because there are a bunch of accessories that you can get and all that for Filofax and like you know like how you have with like um, the the techos you can get like the rulers and stuff to put in them. It's very much mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I don't know. I, I just find that interesting that uh, I can tell that's how like Adam got started with his, with his Adam's Philo name. I thought that was cool. And then like, so you, the blog started in 2014, right? It's yes. Like two, two and a half years ago. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, you've been, I've been following you, you know, I love your posts. I love your style. And then like, it seemed to like escalate quickly into now you're the blogger of the year for 2016. Do I have this correct? Yeah, that was a little bit crazy. <laughs> so let me bit. set let me set this up a little bit. So the, in in London, like we've talked about, they have um, National Stationery Week, and they do you know a bunch of big promotions. They have a the the company behind it does great marketing, great PR, and uh, every year they they pick out like a a blogger of the year. And this year it was the desk of Adam. So congratulations, mm-hmm. number one. Yeah, man. Thank you. Uh, number. Number two, you're like on the knighthood checklist. You're now ahead of Mike, so you you at least oh. have this on your on your checklist. So you're ahead of Mike. Mike just is a, a podcaster. You're actually officially a blogger of the year, so you're closer to knighthood than Mike. So I really don't think you understand how knighthoods work. <laughs> like there's a not a checklist. System. No, there's not a checklist. No, there's there not points one. based. No, uh, I'm afraid not. The Queen doesn't have a file of facts for this. <laughs> I bet she does. I bet she does. So, um, well, I, I mean, in my book, uh, Adam's definitely ahead of you, Mike. So, so tell us how how did this happen? Was this a surprise? Do you like? Um, I, I think well, it's really it all cool. happened really quickly. Um, it's yeah. the first year they've done a blogger category actually, because they do oh, at okay. the London Station Show, which is primarily um, a business trade show. They have an industry award to go with it for products and categories um within stationery and then this year the pr company who's running the show um in an effort to include bloggers more into the whole stationery industry um included a, a blogger category which was uh, vote based um so i got the email from the pr company saying um i'm included which was crazy to start with <laughs> Um, and then they had the public vote, which was up for a couple of weeks, I think. Um, and then I was heading down to the London Stationery Show anyway, um, just as I did last year. Um, I met up with Tessa last year as well. Um, and then I found out there was there was actually like giving the award on a stage in front of all the <laughs> industry people who were going, um, <laughs> which was a bit daunting. Whoa. But it was it was fun, and it's still a, a little surreal that people voted for me. But I definitely appreciate yeah. it. 
So you you posted the I, I, we'll put a link in the show notes to um to all these uh, links. But I you, there's a trophy that you got. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure yeah. that's displayed prominently, right? I mean, you you, you kneel before it every night. I'm sure. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And then, <laughs> and you did a, a video uh, of it. Your YouTube videos are great, which we're going to talk about that in a minute. Um, but so what, what's the London stationary show like for you? So this is, this is becoming like an annual event and you were the, did you say this was the first ever the blog? This is the first time they picked the, the blogger of the year. So you're the first ever. Yeah. The, um, the regular industry awards are judged by a panel, like uh, bro- mm-hmm. uh, brands and stores submit their items, I guess. And they're mm-hmm. judged uh, on a panel and they win awards that way. And then this year they introduced the blogger category, which was the only one up for um, a public vote. So how many, how many other bloggers were you up against? I think there was 10 in total. Um, a mm-hmm. lot of them though were uh, parenting blogs because I guess they're trying to, the PR company is trying to reach um, children. That's the whole campaign of National Stationery Week um, is to get children writing. Um, they're trying to really hammer it into kids that you should be writing as well as using tech um, so that that's not lost because I feel like it it definitely has been in the last few years. Um, so a lot of them were parenting categories, uh, parenting blogs, sorry, that were included in the um, the awards. There was some stationary blogs that definitely should have been included um, that I was surprised weren't, uh, definitely like Tessa and Ian. Um, but that's how they decided to run it. Well, they, I guess they figure that, um, you know, they'll just keep y'all in line for like the next couple of years because, you know, when, when they announce the the list, you know, it's up to a public vote and, um, uh, you know, maybe we yeah. can, uh, every year we can, we can move the needle a little bit, right, Mike. And, you know, we'll find out who it is. Like we, we didn't do that this year because you just dominated everybody. It was an easy <laughs> win for you. But, uh, next year, if, you know, Tessa or Ian or anyone else, uh, you know that uh, we follow Mike. We can uh, we can get the word out and uh, see what those numbers look like. We'll probably get in trouble. Yeah, it might be well, a bit tougher that time. I want to know why there's no podcast. Award. <laughs> right? Maybe that's what they need to to fix that. And we can we can walk in. And we can clear up. Me and that's you. That's right. Well, cool. So the, this national stationary um, week that they do is that that's kind of. Um, that's kind of a big deal. And like, do you see this continuing on? Do you see your, yourself attending, attending the trade show every year? That's kind of like, that's kind of a thing over there now, right? Yeah, I'd like to keep going. Um, I went for the first time last year, which was really daunting because it was kind of the first ever thing I'd gone to for the blog. Um, and it was still kind of unknown to the brands about the whole online communities. Um, that's so strange. So it was really me, weird last year. To this year. day. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's bizarre because it's such an awesome platform for brands. Mm. I mean, if you get in touch with a blogger uh, as a brand and send them products, that can be, you know, great advertising. Um, Mm -hmm. And they don't, they just don't tap into that. Um, This year I saw a lot more brands recognize blogs more like they, they understood it from just saying, Oh, this is my blog. And they understood it um, rather than having to explain what a stationary <laughs> blog is every single time um but it's still a bit bizarre kind of talking to people and networking about a stationary blog um which is something i really need to work on i think <laughs> it's hard to say out loud like even if you're among your peers like you're in that 
you're in an area where people are selling stationary, but then someone yeah. asks you a question, it's hard to translate, hey, I write the pen addict in words and this is what it's about. It's like yeah. there's no clear way to do that. You know, you don't say I make this widget. Here's my widget. You know, you're having to mm -hmm. explain that it's not just a blog. You know, there's this social aspect. There's this community aspect and, yeah. you know, how all this stuff comes about. And like, I imagine that that's even hard for you, Mike, would say, you know, I run a podcast network. Like, it's hard to have these conversations yep. outside of your head with people who have no idea. Yeah, po podcasting is like a whole other level. Mm -hmm. like, because people, so, so you're better, people don't even are you better than us? I'm just saying that people don't understand the term. Blogging and writing, <laughs> yeah. people can get their head around, but yes, the stuff that, that, that I do, like this part, so many people, just, even if they've heard of the term, it's like, imagine what it was like maybe seven or eight years ago to say that you made like a living or you made money writing online. You know, that's right. the kind of raised eyebrows that I get from people. Yeah. That internet radio thing, Mike, there might be something to it. It's going to take off. <laughs> All right. So let's let's talk about uh, one of our sponsors that has taken off, and that's our good friends at Pen Chalet. Oh, Pen Chalet. Do we love Pen Chalet? You know the Pen Chalet. They're the first place that you should be going if you have any type of stationary good that you're looking for because they have so many of your favorite brands like Pelican, Lamy, Pilot, Namiki, Sailor, Kaveco, and many more. And not only do they offer fantastic pens, rollerballs, fountain pens, ballpoints, mechanical pencils, they also offer a bunch of other accessories like carrying cases and refills and fountain pen converters. They even do some inks. So you can find everything that you're looking for over at Pen Chalet. They have free shipping on orders of over $50, and they also sell internationally with very reasonable shipping rates too. So you know that Pen Chalet by now, they do fantastic deals, and we have another fantastic deal for you this week week go to penchalet.com click the podcast link at the top of the website enter the password pen addict when it gives you the ability to enter the password and you will be able to see this week's special offer as well as getting the code that you need to save 10 percent on anything at pen chalet and that special offer this week we have a double we have a double whammy this week we have the platinum i'm gonna say plays here brad yeah i, I think that's pretty close enough plays here yeah that's what we i said Platinum Plazia fountain pen in both the frosty blue and gunmetal color. The blue has a fine nib. The gunmetal has a medium nib. You'll be able to get this thing for 30% off plus the 10% coupon that you enter at checkout. And that will bring the total of this price down to $13.86, which is crazy making. That's so cheap. This is a great starter pen. You can swap the nibs from the players here with the preppy as well. So if you kind of, you know, you know someone who's just getting involved or you just want to get your hand on a pretty decent nib for a really cheap price, yeah. this is the way to go. So this is a, a timely um, offer from Pen Chalet because I got an email this week about the, the Pelican M205 that I reviewed this week and I was bragging on the steel nibs, Pelican steel nibs, I say in... I was saying Pelican steel nibs are better than gold. They're gold nibs right out the box. And the email I got was, well, how do sailors, pilots, and platinum steel nibs compare to the Pelican? You know, do they have that same awesome qualities about them? And I said, the sailors don't. I've been very hit or miss with sailor steel nibs, but the pilot and platinum steel nibs are wonderful. Like you can never go, I've never had a bad experience with a pilot or platinum steel nib and these platinums if you like a fine nib man these are wonderfully wonderfully sharp fine lines so this is a great pen i love it 
And also, as well as these fantastic pens, you can get your hands on a Clairefontaine 1951 red coral notebook for 25% off as well. So you can get a get a whole little kit there if you're looking for it. So go to penchalet.com, hit that link at the top, use the pen addict password, you'll be able to get access to all of this. Penchalet has lower prices on high quality pens with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Thank you so much to Penchalet for the continued support of this show. All right, Adam. So I'm going to kind of start, you know, we talked about how the blog got started. I want to talk about some of the products that you started off with when you were kind of getting into this. So like you did a, you did a series towards the beginning called my fountain, fountain pen mm-hmm. journey. So tell us about like, why did you write that series and what are some of the pens and papers and inks that kind of you went, you know, you presented out first and that you really enjoyed and that, you know, got you started writing this blog. Um, well, I wrote it because um, I needed something to write about, and that just seemed like um, a logical thing for me to do, just to talk about how I got back into fountain pens. Um, I started with Lamy's just because of the price, because um, they were really cheap to get. Um, I think I started, my first one was a, a Vista. Lamy is super available in the UK. Like, they're everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, really easy to get a hold of. So I, I picked one of those up just to try it. And it stuck, so I, I picked a few more up. Um, with some of the more expensive pens that I got, I already had... Um, I was in touch with File Effects for the YouTube channel because a lot of the f- videos I was posting was about File Effects. And File Effects's parent company also has um, Yard Lead, which is a fountain pen brand. Ah. And they sent me over um, a bunch of their inks um, and one of their pens, which is kind of what got me into it uh, more hardcore, I guess you could say. Um, <laughs> so I was slowly working my way through those. Um, and then I did that, uh, the fountain pen journey just to kind of go over the sort of progression that I had, um, getting back into them. What were you using before? Like what were your kind of go-to pens before you started getting, you know, dabbling in the, the Lamy's and, and getting into a few other things? Um, before I did fountain pens, I was just using a Fisher Space Pen that I'd had mm. since I was in school. Just one of the Silver Bullet uh, Space Pens. That is all I would use all the time. Um, and that was literally the one pen I would carry. And that's a pretty awesome choice. Yeah, and I see like 20 pens that I'm carrying in one day, and I look back and I'm like, it was so much simpler then. <laughs> I'm going through that right now. I have my ups and downs where some days I'm happy to carry three pens, and some days I'm happy to carry 20 pens, and then... A week later, I'm going, what are you doing? <laughs> this is dumb. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so I, I go through that back and forth. But man, the, the Fisher, Fisher Space Pen's a uh, a pretty good uh, pretty good option there. Um, you talked about Yard of Lead, and I haven't looked. Have you, have you reviewed some of their fountain pens? Because I haven't, and some of their pens are... I think their designs are stunning, actually. They're so... Yeah. They're kind of different comparatively to... Um, other pen manufacturers and you know they're uh they've been around for a long time they're kind of a historical brand and and been around and you know making mechanical pencils and things like that but their designs are wonderful yeah they're really quite classic um i've reviewed one of their pens it was the retro fountain pen which is Mm -hmm. a black um a black pen that's really quite nice i don't use it a lot because it is such a it's such like it's just fancy that's all i can say it's a Mm -hmm. fancy pen um but yeah, the quality is really great. Um, I did a post as well on all of the inks uh, that they had at the time. I don't know if they still do 
new inks or anything, but they had six colors at the time, uh, which I did a post on as well. How are their inks? I haven't used them. They're, they're good. They're not, you know, I wouldn't use them all the time. They're, they're not sure. special in any way. They're just great standard inks. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, they're not like, uh, they don't have like the, the, the product lineup like a Diamine or something has where you have that huge range of colors and it's just more no. your, your standard no. basics like you'd get from, a, a, you know, just like a Schaefer or Waterman, something like that. Yeah, yeah. So in this in this fountain pen journey series, my favorite um, article is part three because you talk about the pen addict and yeah, I love this Mike. If you um, if you open up this article, I'm I'm sure you have our artwork. Our artwork was done by a famous person now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> isn't that funny? I saw this Adam when you pulled this up. I was like, oh my gosh, I forgot about this artwork that Adam has linked in here. <laughs> And it's now that artwork was done by our good friend, Aaron Mankey, who has become, uh, uh, I like to call him Hollywood a little yeah. bit, huh? He's got, Aaron, he's, uh, he's, uh, he produces a podcast called Law, which is uh, an absolute phenomenon. It's listened to by millions of people, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's being turned into a TV show. Yep. So, so. uh, Mr. Hollywood Mankey is uh, going back and forth uh, to California working on this show. And I think there's a few networks bidding over it and uh, it's like a whole deal. And uh, we can, we can say we knew Aaron back then, right, Mike? Yeah, we knew him. We knew him before he got famous. <laughs> he kickstarted his career. Yeah. We, That's yeah, right. we'll go with that actually. Yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah. <laughs> I got him into the think, podcasting game. Yeah. I think that, uh, I think we need a cut. I would completely agree with you. We should talk yeah. to him. I'm sure yeah. he'd be very willing to give us a cut. At least yeah. a so, producer credit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so in this post, like your your safari, your safari love has expanded like rapidly. There's what four safaris, yeah. uh, no five, uh, four safaris, two vistas, an AL two Sport, vistas. and a Twisby Mini. So, like, did you? Yeah. Did this escalate quickly, like on your desk at home? Like, were you saying, Very "Oh, quickly. I really enjoy this"? Okay, so what what was what was that like? How did how did you go from one Lamy to like eight in the in a pretty quick pretty quick run? I guess that was our fault a little bit. Well, Maybe a little bit. Yeah, I was starting to look <laughs> into them and um, noticed all the old limited editions they did, and mm. that that was it. I was gone, um, and I went on a hunt for the uh, turquoise, uh, yeah. no aquamarine. Uh, it's called um yes yes and i was hunting for that for months and months because it was quite old at the time um and i managed to find one and kind of in the process of finding that i was like oh well this is a blue so i'll pick that up it's just as good for now so i got a blue (laughs) one and then i got a white one and then a red one randomly um and i just you know they kind of they kind of piled up i was my train of thought was they're not that expensive let's just get Mm. another one um now I have all of these pens. That is exactly how it happens. <laughs> yep, yep. Mm-hmm. That sounds awfully familiar. And the one <laughs> so I love the Safari. Safari is still one of my favorite pens. Um, yeah. And I never got the Aquamarine. I do. I don't really like actively hunt down, but I always wanted the the blue with the red clip. Um, some call it the Smurf one. I don't know the official yeah. name of it. But um, I I got that one. That was kind of the one I really wanted. And I have a couple of the other ones. Like a there's a gray. 
uh, gray with a black clip. Um, that's that's really cool. Ed Jelly got uh, a gray one for a really cheap price at a pen show, and I remember him yeah, posting the- about it on Instagram, and I was so jealous. Yeah, one of my uh, other blogging friends, uh, I believe Paul at uh, Gorgeous.Ink, picked up the one I don't have that I want is the orange one with the red clip. And they go for about $100 if you can find someone selling one. And I think he picked one up for like $20 or $30. I was like, wow. I was like, that's that's the one I want. So I've, I've probably got, you know, 10 safaris just laying around that I don't use. But now my wife is actually getting into fountain pens, which this, you know, I've been doing the blog for eight and a half years now. She's just turned that corner oh. and she saw the Lamy dark lilac safari. She's like, I want that one. And I wouldn't, <laughs> I only had one of them and I wouldn't give her mine. <laughs> so I had to order her one. <laughs> I mean, cause I had the extra fine nib in mind. So I knew she wouldn't really like it. At least that, that was my excuse. But it, the safari man, that's a gateway drug pen. It, it looks so cool. It writes well, you know, it was forever until the pilot metropolitan came out. That was the pen I'd recommend for people to buy first. But I mean, the metropolitan is, is, a step above that in as far as like a pure beginner pen, but the Lamy Safari is just like, you know, the M&Ms or Skittles that you can't, uh, you can't just stop with one. And, uh, funnily enough, we're going to talk about candy later. So, uh, that was, that was kind of good of me. So, um, what are you using now that, you know, in, in the fountain pens, like do you, are the Safari still like heavy in your rotation? Are you moved on to some other things? I pretty much always have the uh, aquamarine inked up. That's yeah. like sort of the standard that I'll always use there. I just love the color of it because it, it was such a difficult thing to get a hold of. Um, mm-hmm. So I just always use that. Um, do you keep the, do you pilot, keep the same ink in it? Um, I usually go through a couple different turquoises. Just okay. to, I kind of like to match the barrel color to the ink inside. Um, yeah, me too. And then I always have my um vanishing point inked up um just because i always have a black at some point uh, a black ink in one pen that i'm using so i'll normally have that in the um the vanishing point um Mm. and then because i try to not carry more than two at at a time right now just because then i find it too overwhelming and i'm like i spend so much time picking which pen to use that it's just not worth it Um, Mm. but if i do have a third the one i've got at the minute is the twisby uh, 580AL in blue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I was waiting on that to be released for a long time. They teased that like a year before it was actually released. <laughs> so I was like, I didn't want to buy anything until I got that. Um, so I was holding off for a while for that one. So you're like the anti-Mike. Um, Mike's not a fan of the Lamy Safari or the Vanishing Point. Uh, no, no, um, no. I love the Safari. <laughs> Vanishing point, no. Were you checking if I was listening or something there? Yeah, Don't I just try like and throw that on me. <laughs> I just like to pick on you. <laughs> That's one of my favorite things to do. Mm-hmm. Because it's just because I love you. But no, I, I know you like the like the Safari. The Safari was one of your gateway pens too. So. Yep. So now you take all these these pens and you know, you have this wonderful blog. And one of the things I've noticed is that your photography is wonderful. Um, and when you, you scroll, scroll, scroll through something like your Instagram page, like you yeah. did this whole color mm-hmm. series, I'm like, what is going on here in like <laughs> a, a mind blown kind of way? I was like, this is not normal. This is like exceptional type of stuff. So tell me about your, it's your Instagram feed specifically, but just your photography in general and about this colors kind of uh theme you, you went through here because 
when I somehow I missed these, like when you first did them and I've gone yeah. back through as I knowing that you're coming on the show, I, I, I saw this and I was like, I have to put this in the notes because I can't stop looking about at, at all the pictures. So tell us about that. Well, Instagram is one of the platforms I think I have the most fun with, um, just because I can create a cool picture. Um, I've always enjoyed photography and I always like criticize myself more with uh, my photography because I always see things that could be improved. Um, but that little series I did on Instagram, it was kind of inspired by uh, Tessa's posts because she does a lot mm. of the stationary organized neatly. Um, so I just did the one, the first picture, um, just because I had all of these black things lying on my desk. So I did that one and I thought it'd be kind of cool to do um, one for each color. Um, but I just have, I tried to have fun with Instagram and, you know, make things look cool. That's why I really enjoy uh, the blog and Instagram mostly is because I can make, there's so many well-designed stationary items just to photograph them in a cool way um, is what I enjoy most about this. Yeah, so I'm, I, I don't know what to say about these. I'm just in love with them so much. I I, I think the blue one's my favorite just because I'm a big blue fan. Yeah. Um, the pink and purple one is killer. Um, I, I'm a big fan of, of both of those colors. I, I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm a big fan. You really well done here as I've fawn over these pictures. <laughs> How long does it take to put something like this together? Like the, the, the images, I'll put one in the show notes for illustration, just, you know, where you've got all the color products and stuff together. How long does it take you to, to, to put something like that up? Um, it doesn't really take that long to put them together, um, the actual pictures and finding the products. Um, the ones that took the most time were like the the color specific ones, like the like the yellow and orange one I did, um, and the pink and purple. Just finding colors that actually match together. Um, the longest process is finding the right light because that is an a, like a long going battle with me and finding the right light for a picture. Um, mm. But I don't I don't try to edit them a lot, so I try to you know take it and tweak it a little bit using instagram's tools but um i just i just have fun with them mostly i don't really go through like a process of how to take them um i mean most of these were from start to finish about half an hour really i don't want to go make it a huge process where i'm sure. not having fun anymore yeah because then it just it, becomes like a, a chore yeah 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 and that's kind of the approach I've taken with the blog as well. If a post is taking too long and I've stopped enjoying writing about something, I just, you know, stop and take another approach to it. Mm, that's a very interesting topic we're going to cover in next week's podcast. Mm. I'm glad you brought that up. So uh, back on these pictures in the green, when you have a, um, what looks like about 10 green stamps, do you have that? Did you have that <laughs> laying around or do you have to go get those? Somebody sent me those a long time ago. When I started YouTube, um, I mentioned, like a few years ago, I mentioned that I wanted to try um, like crafts, like uh, card making or scrapbooking or something. Never mm. took off, but somebody sent me a bunch of like uh, paper things that, to include in crafts. And mm. one of the things they included was like hundreds and hundreds of old stamps. And there's just loads of different colors of them. And I just needed a space to fill in the green picture because I don't own a lot of green stationery. So... Mm. I found those and just included them. <laughs> it's, it's ideal. I've, I've been going through all these just over and over again. I love it. So you, you mentioned YouTube and we're going to get to that. But first, let's talk mm -hmm. about our good friends at Squarespace. 
couldn't be a more uh, perfect episode to talk about Squarespace I know, right? on, I think, because Squarespace are the simplest way for anyone to create a beautiful landing page, website, or online store. You can start building your own website today at squarespace.com and use the offer code INC at checkout to get 10% off your first purchase. With easy-to-use tools and templates, Squarespace helps you capture every detail of what drives you, because if it's worth the effort, it's worth sharing with the world. If you're sitting here and listening to uh, award-winning blogger Adam Blaine, and you... <laughs> and you want to be an award-winning blogger like him, Squarespace is obviously the place to start because they give you all of the tools that you need to create something that looks professionally designed, regardless of your skill level. Like, for example, um, a moment ago when we were talking uh, about some of uh, the products that Adam has reviewed, um, I went to his site to find the post to put in the show notes, and I could very easily search it because Squarespace has inbuilt search functionality. It's very easy to enable all of that sort of stuff, so you don't need to worry about it. If you don't know how to code a website from scratch, if you don't know how to do all the security updates, or if you just don't want to, Squarespace is the platform for you. They have state-of-the-art technology to ensure security and stability and to keep your site up and running at all times. They have 24-7 support. They have their commerce platform to sell physical and digital goods and just so much more. I have used Squarespace for so long. And I know that Brad has too, and now, of course, Adam as well. So, you know, you can trust us. We know what we're doing here. Uh, If you sign up for a year, (laughs) you'll get a free domain name allowing you to choose exactly what you want your site to be called. And Squarespace plans start at just $8 a month. You can sign up for a free trial today with no credit card required and start building your own website straight away. Just go to squarespace.com. And then when you decide to sign up, because I'm sure you will want to, make sure that you use the offer code INC at checkout, I-N-K. You'll get 10% off your first purchase and show your support for the pen addict. Thank you so much to Squarespace for their continued support of this show and Relay FM. So Adam, video is one of those things that I haven't latched onto yet, but I want to. I I don't know if it's just a time thing, if it's a I'm not good enough thing, especially when looking at your videos. Um, you do a wonderful job. You've been doing this for how long have you been up on, on YouTube putting videos up? A co- at least a couple of years about around the time of the blog, right? Uh, the YouTube was about a year and a half before the blog. Okay. So okay, cool. So just under four years. Wow. So you do a lot of you started you did a bunch of file facts. Um, videos and you've done yeah. some more videos that tie in more directly with what you're doing at the desk of Adam. Um, mm-hmm. Talk about like putting together like one of your YouTube videos for the desk of Adam. Like I'm looking at just the homepage of your YouTube page. You have a, a bunch of the field notes um, videos. You have what's in my bag series, um, some things like that. Just talking about like the process of putting together one of those videos and why someone like myself needs to do this. And it's, it's a good thing. Um, I think with videos, I try to have more, um, show more personality than I do on the blog. Um, with the blog, it's geared more about the actual product. Um, and that's why on YouTube, I'm, I kind of, I'm kind of more relaxed with the sort of content I post. Like I'll do more, um, videos like the what's in my bag one, which was me just chatting about how much I'm a hoarder for like 20 minutes. Um, (laughs) And then stuff like the Field Notes one, I wanted to just go through like some of the old, because uh, I have quite um, an unnecessarily large collection of Field Notes. Uh, <laughs> so I just wanted to go through some of the old ones. And I thought instead of photographing them and making a huge post about it, if I just talk through a video and talk through some of the history of the of some of the editions, um, then it's a better format. Um, 
And then some products like the uh, the Vanishing Point, I did a video with that just because I felt I could show the product better and some of the, the parts of it um, in a video better than I can in pictures. Um, so it's more of an, uh, a free way to, to display things. And you can definitely get your personality across more through videos than you can um, in writing, I found. And the engagement on YouTube is is really great as well. People seem to uh, enjoy that format more than most. Yeah, that, I, I really enjoy watching. I need to, YouTube's one of those things I need to get more involved in. Um, I enjoy the format. I enjoy sharing. I enjoy watching what other people do. I just haven't mm-hmm. been able to fit that into my uh my workflow yet but uh i like i i just love seeing your your videos and i'm not gonna lie adam my favorite videos are the collaborations with your sister <laughs> yeah that's so we we have to talk about this so your sister's name sarah and yes. i've gone through some of these videos and you know knowing mike like i do i mean when mike travels to the u.s you know he stays with me you know, when we're doing the Atlanta pin show and we always talk about, you know, the differences between the UK and the U S and a lot of it revolves around food. Um, so, you Mm -hmm. know, Mike's had to take, Mike's taken special deliveries of things. People have brought him from the U S back home. And in turn, Mike has brought things just from the UK to bring to us here in the U S. So you have a series where Sarah and Adam eat American candy and Oh my God, (laughs) (laughs) I, I think I've watched, I think I've watched through them at least twice like both of them and tell me why y'all decided to do this and you know how it is working with your sister because y'all do a really good job and I enjoy these very much. Um, well, the first one started because of one of my uh, viewers who I started talking to wanted to send me a bunch of, um, a bunch of just candy from America. Um, mm-hmm. So I got that package, which was crazy. Uh, just having somebody send you like candy from a different country um so we thought a way to show appreciation for that was to just try them on camera um and then i visited the states last year and i thought while i was over there i'd pick some stuff up for us to do another version of it um and we just have fun with it those collaboration videos they're just an excuse for us to hang out and and do something fun and we just film it and I don't know, they're, they're the more the fun side of uh, my YouTube channel. Yeah, so I was watching volume, volume 2 is, is my favorite because <laughs> I'm sitting there watching and you're not just like taking a bite or your sister's not taking a bite. Y'all like <laughs> share handfuls and just like throw them in your mouth. And you did that with yeah. nerds. Like I love all the little Willy Wonka candies. And my eyes were watering for you <laughs> as you were and your sister were working through these nerds. I thought I was going to die. I, I thought it was hilarious. But uh, y'all, y'all picked out some good ones. And apparently I'm such a I'm a big mint fan. So apparently I need to get uh, what are these called? After eights is all oh, brand is yeah. called. After eights is yeah. the best. Yeah. They so are. you've tried in the first video, you tried the York peppermint patties. And the second one, you tried yeah. junior mints. Like I keep York peppermint patties at the house. That's like my favorite thing. Yeah. So after eight is, after eights then. so that's the, so Mike, next time you come, I need, that's okay. what I need from you. So we can, uh, so we can test these out. I do. I am yeah. partial to junior mints as well though. I've got to say, yeah. I love yeah. those things. I love junior mints. Unfortunately, Adam's box was mostly melted, but that actually yeah. happens a lot yeah. with the junior mints, the way they package them. <laughs> huh. It ends up in just one big brick of candy at the time. <laughs> but my God, those 
those lemon Oreos, those are just gross. Um, your that your sister horrible. your sister enjoyed them, but that may be the worst Oreo ever. Yeah, I I mean it was Easter when I was in America, so there's a lot of um, yeah. like Easter themed candy, and I went to uh, I had to go to Target. My mission was yeah. I need to set some time to go to visit Target, and the amount of Oreo flavors was baffling because we have the original ones. Um, it's only like in the last well the recent years that they've brought Oreo to the UK, but we don't have mm. all like the weird flavors that that are over there. Yeah, I we've got them in some of the some horrible actually, lemon yeah. Oreos. Yeah, you did good for horrible there, uh, Mike. Are you an Oreo fan at all? That's one we never talk about. Yeah, I I actually like the ones that are covered in the white chocolate. Okay, yeah, They're my jam. those are pretty good. Yeah, I I'm a, I'm an Oreo fan. Sure, I do like the traditional though. Um, not double stuff though. We'll we'll fight over double stuff. Anyone who wants to to fight over single stuff versus <laughs> double double stuff, I will I will go I will throw down on that. So I'm not a double stuff fan. But anyway, <laughs> that that was the tangent I I had to go off on because I enjoyed those videos and everyone needs to to check those out. So I'm gonna. I'm going to make a hard, hard circle back around to a stationary product I want to talk about because I know Mike and I are such huge fans and it's a review you did recently and it's kind of an outlier for pen people a little bit when we talk about mechanical pencils, but when you have a product like the Rotring 600, that's such a classic thing. Um, how does that pencil work its way into your rotation because i know mike's a huge fan he's probably has it in his hand right now um if i if i'm a betting man i'd say there's at least a 50 percent chance mike's using it right now how does that pencil work for you and how do you work it in with your pens well i always have um, a pencil with whatever i'm using like with the fountain pens i don't get to use them a lot during the day just mm-hmm. because i'm either taking really quick notes or jotting things down on paper that's not fountain pen friendly um so Every day, I'll also carry like a. I always still have my Fisher Space Pen every day, but I'll also carry mm. a pencil just because they they work great during the day. Um, and they've always been wood case pencils like the Blackwing. Uh, but when I got the the Rotring to try out, that's definitely taken uh, the Blackwing's pace quite a lot recently. Mm. Um, it's just great. It's just built really well. It just feels really nice to to use. Um, it's like all the great features of a well-built pen but works as a pencil i just have fun with that one yeah i think there's a short list of products and i could probably come up with that list that are kind of like the all-time greats hall of fame must own categories um this would be one of them like if i had to say oh you should own five stationary products the roaching 600 mechanical pencil has to be one of them right i agree completely yeah, it's just even for someone who's not into these things, you pick that up and you understand. That's one of those kind of oh, this is how it should be moments when you've been yeah. using, you know, whatever big disposable, one of those yellow plastic pencil-y looking mechanical pencils. It's like a, oh, this is what it's supposed to be like. So whenever anyone reviews that, I like love to bring it up because I want to hear like you know their thoughts about it because it's. It's something everyone should own. Honestly, anyone who listens to this podcast probably should own a Rotring 600 just to understand what super high quality is. And it's honestly not that expensive. It's like a 30 to $35 mechanical pencil. So and for 
you know, someone who's not into these things, that sounds like a ton of money, but for what you get for the Rotring 600, it's cheap. All right, so the last thing I want to touch on, Adam, I want to know what's next. Like, where, where you're, you're an award-winning blogger, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're a YouTube superstar, where does it go from here? Like, what's next at the desk? That's a question I'm trying to ask myself as well. Um, I don't know. I've still got a lot of things, uh, like a lot of reviews and stuff for the, the blog and just carry on what I've been doing. Um, but expanding on it, I, I'm really not sure. Um, I'm still trying to figure out after all these years, creating regular content for stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. that's a huge thing that I've been struggling with, like actually making the time every other week or so to create content and make sure it goes up regularly. Um, so that's definitely something that I want to get a grasp of. Um, but I don't know, there's so many things that it can it can lead on to um i mean like tessa said launching her store i don't know if i'd go down the same route as that but i definitely can't wait for hers um we definitely need to make that happen and make sure that's 100 percent going to happen yeah and I, I want to before i forget i didn't write this down um i want to allow you to brag on what you did for your sister because i watched that in your your video um you know, your sister has a, a website up that you developed. And so why don't you, why don't you talk yeah. about that real quick? Yeah, well, she has quite um, a big following on YouTube and her blog for crafts. She does a lot of tutorials for crochet. Um, and we decided last year to build a store for that. That was kind of like the natural progression for her. Um, so I don't really class myself as a web developer, um, but I used what little knowledge I had to build a store uh, which we're now running together, uh, which has taken up a lot of the time this year, which is why there hasn't been so much content. Um, but it's it's been a fun thing. We always work well together, um, and I'm really proud of of how it turned out. Yeah, so I I was browsing around it. You know, I'm not into that scene, but there's a there's a ton of crossover in you know like knitting crocheting and like the pen and stationary where those are a ton of crossover you see a ton of similarities in the people that are into those types of things so i thought that was yeah really cool how y'all how y'all teamed up to do something like that and it looks fantastic i can tell you put a ton of work into it so great Thank job you. there um i i think that's about a wrap unless you have anything else mike we want to make sure uh you know adam you you tell everyone where everyone can find you so they can come read all your stuff watch all your videos tell everyone where you're at online yeah, I'm on all social media. It's at Desk of Adam on Twitter and Instagram, uh, Facebook. YouTube is the same as well. Just search Desk of Adam um, or the blog is deskofadam.com and everything can be found on there. Mike loves you for making that easy. Yeah, it's the best thing. <laughs> try. Yeah, so you can also find a, a list of all of the links uh, for this episode, including everything Adam mentioned, over at relay.fm slash penaddict slash 208. Um, if you want to find Brad online, he is at penaddict.com and knock.co. Uh, he's on Twitter. He's at dowdyism, D-O-W-D-Y-I-S-M. And also on Instagram at penaddict. I am imike, I-M-Y-K-E on both. Uh, thanks again to Pen Chalet and Squarespace for supporting this week's show. And we'll be back next time. Thank you so much to Adam for joining us. Thank you for listening. Until then, say goodbye, guys. Goodbye, goodbye guys. guys. Oh, perfectly in sync.